The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. This is an episode of The Kimmer with a morning extra on Extra 1063. Hey, hey, how you doing, boys? Buddy, we could not be better. There's so much to talk about. Where do you want to begin? Do you want Because we just wrapped a great conversation about this, this whole GOP speakership fight. Let's start there, man. What's, uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, how do you feel about it? Are you okay? Are you like us? Are you okay with the 20 that are bucking the system? Uh, well, I tell you what, um, I, I, I get the biggest kick out of these screaming liberals. In fact, uh, thank God, Andrea Mitchell and Chuck Todd, two of the biggest brain-addled loser leftists in America on TV, were saying, oh, they have to do this for the good of the institution. We need to save our democracy. You idiots, this is your democracy at work, and it's not a democracy. It's a, it's a republic, and this is what they're supposed to do. You know, debating and arguing, and, and I mean, this is it. I, I, you know, they just think you're supposed to fall in line automatically, but, you know, that's what Democrats do. And, again, a couple of things. Kevin McCarthy had two months to figure this out. Uh, Nancy Pelosi never would have uh, uh, made a run for speaker if she hadn't had her all her ducks in line. That's what Democrats do is they are organized. They fall in behind. They take care of business and do what needs to be done, including cheating, lying, setting up the places to be able to make it easier to cheat in voting and everything like that. But they're all together on it. Pelosi never would have tried to become speaker without knowing she would have won. Kevin McCarthy had two months to figure out that he wasn't going to get the votes on the first ballot and he thought well we'll get him in line and frankly i don't think he deserves to have it unless he kowtows to every single one of these 20 people who are standing up for what america believes in and frankly i love the fact that it's happening and it's and, and again ladies and gentlemen if you're driving in your car with your kids please tell them i am not a role model this is me speaking <laughs> i'm just an old fart who's just talking okay uh, you don't you know you follow a guy like me on the radio and and, and you get what you deserve. But I'm telling you, this is exactly perfect. I say shut them down. These people should never, these liberals who are trying to destroy America just just by momentum need to be stopped politically. We can't let them get away with it. And, and, and McCarthy's a guy who allowed has been allowing all this stuff to happen. He should have known he didn't have the votes for it. So I say keep going. Shut it down as long as possible unless you come to, uh, uh, and by the way, I saw a headline on uh, Fox News, which really, by the way, disappointed me because a uh, little, here, little here. blondie girl and uh, and a Brian, little beady-eyed Brian Kilmeade, they're <laughs> calling them insurrectionists and stuff. My God. Anyway, um, so, you know, I saw a little headline that said apparently they've worked out the deal and it looks like it may happen today. I, I haven't, I don't know what the details are, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, if they would, if they would say, uh, McCarthy, if you want our vote, one, not another nickel for Ukraine until we close the American border, first of all, and then keep going like that and say, this is what we want, this is what we deserve, and this is what America needs, and if you're not in line with it, then we're not voting for you, period. 
I mean, yeah. it's, it's real simple. Right? And don't give in unless unless he caves. Uh, you know, he doesn't deserve it. And those, and by the way, those what is it, 19 uh, Republican senators uh, who caved in to uh, the $1.7 trillion business and McCarthy allowing this boondoggle to happen. Uh, and, and, and by the way, the, the law they passed with, with uh, you know, Republican help uh, said not one nickel for the American border policy, but billions for Ukraine's border protection. You know, yeah, how do you figure yeah. that? So I it's, say screw them. They don't deserve it until they cave to everything that those uh, far far right, my ad, they're, they're just, you know, regular Republicans. What they want, if they don't get it, then keep going. So yeah. Shut them down. I'm all for it, Cameron. Look, the other big story obviously is what went on with uh, DeMar Hamlin. We're all excited that he came to yesterday and that neurologically he's okay. But there has been a call uh, to ban football again. And I saw one yesterday, uh, a tweet uh, from a representative that said, enough's enough. Uh, black men should no longer be playing for uh, football for a bunch of white people in the stands. They've turned this into race. They've turned this into something else. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible situation about what happened to Hamlin. Uh, but this is getting ridiculous about the calls to end football because of it. Yeah, and then and then you get you know one of the dumbest women who's ever lived on television, Joy Behar, who you know tries to make some kind of a gay thing out of it. I mean, <laughs> these people, and, and of course, you know, and again, and of course, the first question everybody asks now on TV after something like this happens, especially to the female hosts, are um, uh, saying, you know, would you allow your son to play football? No, no, no more football. Well, you know, I, I just Google Dick Butkus tackles. You know, from the 60s, and remind, you know, talk about what football used to be. And I know they're bigger and stronger and faster now, and everything's different. But I don't, I, you know, they, they, when they're trying to make a racial thing out of it, it you know, the slave mentality, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, poor babies. You know, poor LeBron James. You know, I guess he'll probably be living on food stamps. Oh, wait a second. He's a billionaire. That's right. Sorry. Because he never had a chance in America. I mean, you know, especially for athletes who are bitching about racism. <laughs> poor babies. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just, you know, stop playing football if that's the case, if they don't want to, you know, be treated in that way, like there are no other people in the stands except for white people. So I, I think it's a little ridiculous at that point. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. And Did uh, we lose him? Back. Oh, there he's back. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to cover there. That was Radio 101 right there, Cameron. I did a good job, I think. Uh, sorry, boys. I don't know when you left off. I, between, I really apologize for this, and my and, and we'll figure out something here. But no, man, you're all good. Between my stupid uh, ear rocket uh, headphone hearing things <laughs> and the and the connection, <laughs> it's a little iffy. Um, anyway, I don't know where we were. Um, uh, well, it's just I, I, we, we, we're following this Idaho murder case and holy stuff. Holy cow! A, yes. Um, it, oh it's my god! And, and by the way, I, I, I've been. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't. You know, I go on Twitter once or twice a day to see what's trending, and then I get. I spend four five minutes and I just to see what's up I'm, I've never posted on Twitter I'm not a Twitter guy but um, I have noticed that I looked this morning apparently I, I'm not finding a lot of comments about the survivors of the Idaho massacre but it was there at the very beginning where people were saying how could she not have called the police immediately and gone through this stuff and I thought to myself you dirty rats have you you know ask yourself you guys have you ever been so frightened at a, at a sudden event 
that you actually froze. Yes. And, 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 I, and everything kind of stopped. I, you know what? I've been fortunate. I, I've not had anything like that ever happen to me. So I, I, I can't say that that's ever happened. But but I understand that people do panic and get, you know, and, and are in shock when something drastic does happen. Like, I understand that that happens, and I've read about it, heard about it, and, and it's been talked about before. I'd be hiding in a closet. I mean, I, I mean, it's the first rule in the horror movie. Go get out and hide. You know, you don't get out there and put yourself out there. That's the first thought I had, too, when they were giving a hard time to these witnesses about why they didn't call 911 quick enough. I mean, come on. Leave these people alone at this point. There's a bit of me, though, that when it first came down, y'all, that, that I, I, I did, that, that crossed my mind, too. Like, where, where are the other people? Well, it, it was, but the, there was yeah. a level of it that was very unbelievable just because four students that get murdered, uh, a couple that are left alone in the house, and you're saying, well, how did an intruder kill four people? leave and the other two are completely left alone and, and from everything from the affidavit it looks like it was a target of opportunity he got what he got and he left yeah yeah, yeah so, but, but but there you can't help but go well why didn't you know why didn't something more happen i mean that's a, i think it's a natural thing to say i'm not saying that it that they're you know that that they're guilty or at fault in any way because i don't know that there's no way for me to know that but it did cross my mind like how come it took so long like what, what was yeah. what was happening in that and and how do you not hear four people being killed you don't think people scream you know yeah. I mean, and i know they're on different floors i get it all but all of that crosses your mind and i'm not painting anybody to be guilty or part of anything it's just those those natural questions that I feel like you ask. Yeah, I think you panic and you hide. I mean, when you yeah, hear, even too. if you hear screams and everything else and you see him in the hallway, whatever it may be. And again, this was a Ph.D. of criminology. So you would think he had a plan. He knew what he was trying to do. He was trying to get away with it. He obviously didn't do a good job there hiding uh, who he was. But at the same time, um, he knew he only had a certain amount of time before he needed to probably get out of there. And he got what he could get done and then was out. So. Uh, yeah, I can understand that a little bit. I don't think we need to victimize no, these either. people who me were, either. you know, and I think it's ridiculous what social media is doing to these people saying, I can't believe you didn't call 911. Not all of us are ready for a situation like that where we're able to think straight and handle it in the way you want, especially when you're 20 years old and you just find blood everywhere and four of your friends murdered. I mean, I can't yeah. I can't blame anyone for reacting any way except for hopefully saving themselves at that point. The other part of this that really fits the whole MO of what happens with a guy who does this kind of crime, and they released the cell phone data where he turned his cell phone off while he was doing what he was doing, but then he had it on when he would drive past the house. Twelve times. Yeah, multitude of times because these people always go back to their dumping grounds, their killing grounds. Uh, you, you know, you had the, the Son of Sam murders. He would head back over to wherever he had the crime, and he would pleasure himself. I mean that that's the mentality of the of how crazy these people I didn't become. see that one coming. The, yeah. camera, camera, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling you that's the criminology these people these, these, point, boys. The, the, these this is what these people do. Uh, I it's was, the Democrats. I was lamenting the fact that those poor survivor girls who lived through it are going to be having survivor's guilt. I don't know whether I was on when I was talking about that before I got disconnected, but I mean they're going to have to go to court and sit there 
in court under oath and described minute by minute, sound by sound, yeah. thought by thought, what was going on at that moment and for those several hours. And, you know, their lives are going to be changed forever. And for anybody to criticize them for living through it um, is uh, is inhuman, is, yeah. is just a, a, an abomination, just for the record. And I haven't seen a lot on Twitter, uh, thank God, that they should leave those people alone. They're going to they've suffered enough by living. Um yeah, man. Anyway, I, I just felt bad for him. Uh, and great police work, I'd say that, for uh, pulling him over to get evidence of their hands with body cams. Pretty cool. Yeah, man, unbelievable. And the fact that he was pulled over twice, you know, once going, you know, leaving to go to, I think, Pennsylvania, and then, and then once on the way back or whatever. But it, it makes you think that they were probably, and I, I have no idea, there's no way to know this, but they were probably on his trail right and they're like all right how do we how do we find him on the path how do we pull him over you know just to, just to well, be part of that I mean, they, they pretended he was following too close right, and, speeding, exactly. and they used the the license cam plate reader thing and that's how they spotted him i guess um uh but by the way let me ask you this uh, do you think uh, he would try to make a deal to plead guilty uh in order to save himself from the death penalty probably oh, yeah. not you think he would yeah, I think he and will. And would he allow it? I, if I were a prosecutor, I'd say, hell no, no deals. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the prosecutor will say no deal, no deal, no deal. But I think he'll make any deal he can because that's the kind of uh, human this person is. Maybe that so. They, they value their life more than other lives. So I think he would. Uh, this man doesn't look, uh, yeah, just the He's pictures of him. He's cold. a scary dude. Yeah, man, this guy is uh, no a stone cold killer. And uh, no I hope they'd give him that death well, penalty. Well, you wonder whether he's a serial killer, whether he's done this before, whether it might, you know, I mean, there's something's up. And then you wonder, too, about whether his father knew anything on all that long drive all the way home. And, and I I don't know, man. I, I, this thing is really a very bizarre case. Indeed it is. But Lois, you had brought that up too, right? That, that you think he probably has done something like this before. Well, typically, when you talk about the amount of execution that went into this, this is not something that's typically first-time-ish kind of stuff. You know, like you wonder if he has done this before and maybe he had a fascination with it and, and just wherever he was living, this is something he was looking to do. Well, when, I'm not sure whether this guy's got the brains for it. How in the world could he leave behind the sheath for his K-bar with blood evidence in the in the, yeah. in the latch? I mean, it, how is that possible? And you know, I was mentioning on my podcast yesterday with the boys um, uh, that maybe one of the maybe one of the women who fought back uh, was reaching out and, and grabbing and maybe uh, grabbed onto the sheath that must have been either in his belt or near him or in his hand or something, and maybe that's why it was found next to her body um, I mean, how could you be so reckless as to leave evidence at the scene i mean it, it, not, it doesn't make any sense unless it was unless she struggled and got it and he couldn't look for it it was racing i mean i don't know i mean it's just so much that just doesn't make any sense especially if it had been planned i, I don't know i mean I, I can't wait to find i hope they make him testify or he has to admit to everything if he pleads guilty so we will find out because it's just it's just so horrible the more i hear about it and the more bizarre it gets too but but kimmer they don't get him unless his parents submit to, like, 23andMe, you know, doing a DNA, hey, let's find out what our genealogy is. They would have no way to match up his DNA because he's not a criminal. Yeah, I know. He's not in the records. I know. I mean, it's. I mean, it's just. It just. It just doesn't make any sense. And then you, you know, the motive. Obviously, I guess he was stalking her with it twelve times. He was in you know, looking in the area. So, but, but again, you know, what's that all about? And did anybody know? Oh, and the whole thing is just a nightmare. Those poor families. God, yeah, oh it's my, unreal. Awful. It's unreal. Kimmer joining us on the morning extra on extra one hundred six three. Tug Rhino front office Los and Flounder too. Um, 
we we talked about this a little bit the other day, and we're all sports fans. Sports betting in Georgia, I I, I don't have a problem with it, and because I don't see it, it being any different than the lottery, I don't see it being any different than being able to drive up to North Carolina and go to uh, Harris, or as my friends like to say, Harrah's. <laughs> yeah, you know, going going to Harris and 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 gambling there. Like, why wouldn't Georgia take advantage of that? And look, I'm a church going God fearing man, but if it's all around you, why wouldn't Georgia take advantage of the the taxes well, I, that they can bring I, in? I guess it's coming. I, my my um, I'm sort of I'm anti gambling. One because I'm a terrible gambler. <laughs> if I if <laughs> I'm in a poker is. game, I'm I'm the sucker. You know, and you you look right there's somebody to suck. I'm the guy. I'm the sucker. I never get good cards, and if I get a pair of something, I double the bet and lose every time. So I I, I you know I can't win. I'm, I'm not a good gambler. Uh, I have two brothers who lost everything. Uh, wow. uh, and their entire everything, inheritance, and everything else from gambling. So I'm I'm a biased against gambling. However, um, I I would have less. I don't have a, a serious problem with casino gambling, other than the fact that you know that the mob and the and people are going to be involved in uh, you know corruption and stuff like that. But if they try to bring horse racing here and make big of yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fight against it. I I'm not in favor of local horse racing uh, for the most part because well because of the reason they what they do with the horses. Uh, Frankly, so I have mixed emotions about it. And again, if it's casino gambling, um, where are they going to put it? Uh, you know, next to the Brave Stadium, maybe. I mean, I, you know, where are they, where are they going to go? Are they going to be suburbs downtown? I'm not going underground Atlanta to go sit there gambling in that place. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. It sounds like a big mess to me, and I don't know whether it'd be worth the money because you know, look what they do when they get it. <laughs> Where's it go? Hey, look, that's a that's the most that's, that's the most valid point I think right there is you know when when they get the money they always squander it and waste it and still raise your taxes anyway yeah 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 but you know what at the same time i'm the same way uh Kimmer. you know i watch my grandparents who uh you know always had a home in atlantic city and growing up in new york i spent every summer there watching uh you know where their benefits sure they got free meals all the time but they lost everything uh because of gambling because of the addiction to it i'm not a big gambler i have done it before but at the same time i realize i have a personal responsibility whether i want to gamble or not when it comes to the sports gambling i don't mind it if it's on the phone if it's people are going to do it anyway it might as well happen the casino gambling i think that's way too far of a step i think we do one step at a time at this point yeah well i i'm just you know my per, i know me you know and i and I, I, i've been on gambling trips i went with my daughter once on the on spring break down to vegas and and uh, played you know roulette and and, and i was 21 and stuff and it was it's so damn exciting because because if you do win seven dollars all of a sudden oh, all right baby you know and here comes a hundred you know all right <laughs> it's just you know and i'm that kind of personality and i'll get sucked into it and so anytime i'm ever going to go gambling it's been years but i'll take you know a hundred bucks or whatever it is, and when that's gone, I'm done. And, you know, and say that's it. That's what I had. I lost it. I had fun, and it's like going on a date. You know, it's over, and that's the end of it. And then you go next time, maybe. But otherwise, I'm an addict. I'd be an addict. I know I would. Well, at least you know yourself well enough. I mean, and I think that's the key right there is that that maybe a lot of people don't. And and that, hopefully, like a date, it ends well. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely, man. I, I, dude, that that's a bold strategy taking a date to a casino. Like that's something new. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up going. Hopefully Hopefully you win 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 yeah, hopefully, hopefully you win. get one win out of the two. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Whatever it. works. That's, I love it. No, I'm with you, though. I, and and I, I, I can see both sides. I really can. 
I, I'm, I don't have an addictive personality to begin with, so maybe that's why I'm a little more um, open to it. Because I no, just, I'm a terrible addictive personality. <laughs> yeah, look, a lot of people are. It's not just you, man. It, it, it's, it's a lot of people. But, man, I want to uh, tell you how much we appreciate you being on with us every Friday, and I want to encourage everybody to go download the Extra 106.3 app so you can listen to the Kimber Show podcast and Kimmer's show podcast tomorrow at noon here on Extra 106.3 with, uh, with Flounder well, and the gang. You're very kind. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Semper Fi, God bless America. Have a great weekend. This is an episode of The Kimmer with a morning extra on Extra 1063. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.